You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady dvp the bd elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. Postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and live. Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Yes, of course. Guys, we're your NXT friends. Friends. And we'll always be your NXT friends. Friends. <laughs> and and Wednesday nights is... Is NXT. We, we we watch it, we go live on Twitch, record up next, and the podcast is out wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, well, what the hell is this then? Well, this is BD Elite. Yes, this is BD Elite. If you're uh, not a patron, this is our weekly Thursday afternoon show where we run down AEW and sometimes talk about any fallout from NXT um, and kind of we pick our, our favorite of the night. We normally say what our favorite match of the whole evening was and that kind of thing. Yeah, we started doing the Patreon a little year to year and a half ago by now and we we decided with AEW launching we do like an up nextra every Thursday we talk about AEW Dynamite and stuff. But uh the world's been through this like pandemic. We we podcast a lot and we decided like hey, why why don't we just put out another another show for free essentially on our little network there uh so we know post wrestling john away they do a fantastic job of recapping dynamite every week but um as way once said it to us he said hey sometimes it's good to get a different perspective absolutely so that's what we're here to do every thursday we will be recording our our dynamite show at bd elite and it'll be free here on this very feed and uh, again thursdays around 1 p.m eastern time is when we kind of go live for the twitch in case anyone wants to hang out thursdays yeah we are now officially 
the wrestling podcast that covers everything apart from Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> we are. And it's it's interesting, but uh, we do the main roster stuff every now and then. We did the Rumble show we on the Patreon. We did the Rumble show, but yeah, now on this very feed, we're covering Impact, we're covering NXT, it's AEW, weird. 205 Live main event, ROH, yeah. all of that. We're literally like the other people that watch, like, because John Away watched like the Raw, the Smackdowns and all that stuff, but... And we yeah. don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I really don't. I, I, guys, I try, the Rumble got me in the Rumble feels, that WrestleMania moment, that WrestleMania Road 2 feels, so I, I watched some of Raw. And I went, no, guys, it's still not good. It's still- Raw, I didn't mind Raw this week. There's still issues, obviously, but I thought yeah. this week wasn't a bad follow-up. Um, yeah. It's rumble season, so I always start to get a bit excited. And now, exactly. you, now you can start to, your fantasy booking, like you can see if it's coming into place or not, you know? Yeah, well, we could, We got our own little network here. We got our Impact, we got our NXT, we got Sino, who does Shot in the Dark. He can watch... Ron SmackDown if he wants and talk about it on yeah. that show. Uh, but now we're, we're covering this show as well. So yes, more podcasts for your ears, whether you like it or not. But um, free feed, free shows, not only the movie reviews in NXT, but every Thursday, um, <laughs> every Thursday we will be doing Dynamite shows. So uh, look forward to that. And of course, patreon.com slash up next is where you can find uh, all the other shows that we do during the week, including all the bonus shows and stuff for five bucks. So even if, you know, you don't want to, you know, chuck us a few bucks, well, we still got the free stuff for you. Absolutely. Yeah. We're yeah. giving you a lot. We'll always be here for you. And w- whether it's NXT, A-dubs, all that stuff. So for, for those people who this might be the first time listening to us talk about uh, some AEW, but um, this is like... This is what we've been doing for quite a while. We, 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 since day one. Yeah. Since the first Dynamite, yeah. We're not, like, new to this. We didn't just jump in, essentially, because we do give our thoughts. We have in the, the back catalogs there of Upnextra. Uh, but now it's BD Lee, and we're talking about Dynamite today. And we thought, why not start with the, the special that they put on tonight, Beach Break? Yeah. And that's why we chose this week. Uh, bef- before that, how you doing? I'm good. I gotta say, we're talking about beach break. I just went on my morning walk. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is outside it? A, is today. it a beach break outside? You like? I'd have a drink on a patio today. It's cold, but I was wearing the right clothes, and it's so nice outside that I'd absolutely want to. You would like, go- I, If we weren't recording, I'd be walking for another few yeah. hours. It's so gorgeous out there, and not as cold. Like you, you start to acclimatize. It's getting a bit colder. Wearing yeah. my long johns, layered up. I was perfectly warm. And it's beautiful. And it always wakes me up in the morning a good day. If I go outside and it's grey and cold and windy and mm. damp, and then I come in to record, I'm in like a bad mood. But it's it's nice. It's beautiful. I mean, I'd rather go to a beach. For sure. Yeah. It didn't look it looked like the people I involved. I don't know if I'd go to a beach now. Yeah, it didn't look that that warm. Uh why are they doing beach break in February? I they did this last year as well. Yeah. I, I don't no. Like, they did it on a cruise last time. The Jericho cruise? No, was that was a different thing. That was a different one? Yeah, which was also, like, around so, yeah, sorry. the beginning of the year. It wasn't... Ba- be- it was they had Bash, Bash of the, the Beach, beach yeah. where they had pretty much the same setup. They had the kind of girls in bikinis as lifeguards and things, if you remember. Yeah. And then the commentary were all in their, like, Hawaiian shirts and stuff. But that was oh, yeah. that was around January last year, I believe. January, you know, February. I almost forgot about Tony Schiavone wearing... Hawaiian shirts last year. Yeah. I almost did until you reminded me just then. Uh, he now, was la- this week, he's just in a body, war- like a gilet. Yeah, he's and, like, freezing. He's wrapped up warm. 
Um, He's in long guns. I, uh, yeah, I, I question this marketing decision to have beach break <laughs> in February. Surely they've got other things they could do yeah. in Feb. I'm just, it's just interesting. I mean, again, we're, we are in Canada. So to us, it's winter time now. And like you mentioned, we're, it's cold. We're, we're rocking the long johns. I'm having a hot coffee. And then I'm watching a show that's filmed outside, but they're pretending it's like it's beach time. And you see Sting come out with snow. I'm like, guys, I it looks want, cold. I want like Winterfest in August. Winter. Well, we had winter coming. Yeah, but that was during winter. Realistically. I, I, want, I want winter in like. August. Well, like it, when it's hot, they're sweating, they're outside, and then you've got Sting's fake snow, have Tony Schiavone dressed as Santa Claus. That's what I want. You could do in August, winter is coming, because it wouldn't be a lie. It'd be it, like, it hey, coming. it yeah. would be coming. It's in not a few winter years. has come. Yeah, exactly. So, I want Halloween in March. Do people do Halloween in July sometimes? Do like they? summer Halloween. That's a thing. Okay. Like, cause they're like, yeah, why not? But it's like, well, it's just a few months later. Uh, so beach break is the event we were talking about last night. Um, I know we, we went all about on about NXT last night and we thought it was a pretty good show. Mm. Uh, we had Edge show up to, uh, help lift up. I, I felt the, the main title match that's going to be happening at Vengeance Day in a few weeks, and we will be doing a, a watch-along and a post-show for that uh, live on the Twitch after that in a few weeks. So we're looking forward to spending Valentine's Day with all of our friends and listeners oh, yeah. via Twitch and such. So get your roses ready for that. But um, you needed the roses for tonight because it's a wrestling wedding. Yeah, is it what? is. It's been hyped for months. Oh. We're finally there. We've got a the first ever AEW wedding, I believe. Is this this is the first ever so, yeah. AEW wedding? And yeah. JR couldn't seem any more excited about it. He kept going off about how weddings aren't good, like <laughs> sarcastically. Like, He's had a few, hasn't he? Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we start off AEW Dynamite from February third, two thousand twenty-one, Beach Break. And we start off with a battle royal, mm. a tag team battle royal, for number one contendership to the tag team titles. Now, we, we've we been usually pretty positive on AEW Dynamite. Uh, I felt like for the better half of the last year, we were, we were usually preferring Dynamite over mm-hmm. NXT, just because NXT felt, still felt like it was missing some pieces connecting there but lately nxt we've been raving about just the past few months i think they've been on this like hot streak on a roll of making it matter and 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 focusing on the actual wrestling Mm. whereas i'm i I started this show of dynamite and it starts off with this battle royal which i'm already like okay so it's a tag team battle royal so the tag teams are all in it and if one guy's thrown out doesn't mean they're all they're both thrown out both of them have to be thrown out so there's Mm. some rules there but you know, I like looking at things at kayfabe wise. Isn't there rankings? Isn't there like things that that you wouldn't need this match to have to yeah, take I, place? No, I think you you can always break that. Like you yeah. always go to the ra- they rankings. break it a lot. <laughs> no, but they they use it to build up something when they need to. I I like I think they have the balance right because think you can like if I if I take Premier League for instance, you can be lower table or in a different division um, in the league but you can still do well in like a cup tournament and Mm -hmm. that's how I see this this is an opportunity for guys who aren't um, aren't necessarily ranked to maybe get that shot I think you've you've got things like the rumble I think 
WWE don't have specific rankings, but whenever they want to, they go, oh, this person's been on a streak and then won a number one contender. But then you could be injured for 10 months and go to the Rumble and win, like Edge this year. I, it's just, it's weird because you mentioned the Rumble. It, it's very similar to a Rumble. It's a bit, it's a bit close to the Rumble, yeah. maybe, to do this. I do like that they did this for this pay-per-view last year, yes. I believe. So it feels like an annual thing. Um, I would have maybe have liked a bit clearer at the beginning. Maybe I, I wasn't aware of, maybe I just wasn't concentrating. I wasn't aware of like Justin Roberts putting over the rules, particularly. Right. Because I think to start with, with them all outside the ring, I knew there was a lumberjack match tonight. And I'm going, oh, are they <laughs> this the lumberjack doing match? entrances for the lumberjacks? And then as soon as one person's eliminated, it took JR to say, oh, and of course both people need to be. I think after a year, having not had this battle royal, you do need, yeah. uh, it, it kind of needs to be hit over your head a little bit to start. But I don't mind this. I don't mind um, going against the rankings. And I thought with this match, it ended up pushing forward a few different stories. And it allows for a more surprising outcome as well. Definitely surprising because you can go with like a, a team you didn't really expect to go forward. Mm. They teased last week that if the Bucks, who are in this match, who are the champions, if they win the match, they get to just pick their opponent. Yeah. So they tease that it could be the Good Brothers. But... Uh, we have an insert cameo from Sammy Hagar, who's wishing Sammy and Hagar good luck. Sammy Hagar, the tag team, again. So he's a big fan, mm. this Sammy Hagar. Uh, and then everyone's favorite tag team comes out, the Acclaimed. They, they did a rap video uh, for this match, promoting it, where they're like going to throw everyone out. Throw them out, throw them out, bring them out. Um, and then, of course, they do a little bit of a freestyle here. It I, seemed like he kind of messed up. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was him. I, I felt bad because you had Jericho, his Judas MJF theme, which is a mess anyway, going on. Yeah, and it they played it normally. He has his pyro on. I am cold like, like December, December snow. snow, and that's when all the flames and stuff come up. And they cut to the acclaimed music. At that point, when the pyro went up. Okay. So, poor guy is, like, having to, like, hear when he's coming in, rap, and has, like, fire exploding in his ears. Yeah. And so I think his music, like, the Acclaim's music was cued early. He ended up, like, finding himself and picking it back up, but it was just unfortunate. It was just a bit of a mess, technically. Uh, one of the lines that got me from one of the the rap lines here was, uh, "I'm gonna be, I'm gonna hit you in between your eyes like Lil Uzi Vert." Because yeah. I don't know if I, I I think I mentioned on Up Next briefly that there was rumors that this guy's gonna be involved with uh, AEW because okay. he's been training at the Nightmare Factory at least one time. He showed up there because all these wrestlers posted pictures of them. But he recently got a a diamond put yeah. in his forehead. I want to do the same. I think. It's like, what's the... Uh, I don't division? have any body art. I'll have a... Maybe like an emerald in my head. Well, you would have to spend $24 million on it, because that's what he spent. All right, I'll save up a little bit. Maybe uh, I, I'll, I won't withdraw from Patreon next month. I'll maybe withdraw in December. Should we just use our Patreon money? to a... Forehead diamond? Sapphire or something. A sapphire? Yeah, Ooh, like a an emerald. Yeah, what would you... What would be better? Emerald? Emerald will match my eyes. Yeah, do you have green like eyes? Third eye. Yeah. Yeah. Won't would... change colour, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. You know much about Lil Uzi Vert lately. I used to listen to some of his music. Not really so much my thing, but I could think of a few better things to do with twenty four mil. Just a few. Yeah. Especially during a pandemic when people don't have jobs. One hundred percent. Just think. 
Just thinking about oh, it. He wanted a diamond. He, he wanted a diamond and he got it. Yeah. He worked hard for that diamond. WWE has Bad Bunny. AEW had Snoop. Bad Bunny did the splash better, so they're quickly calling Uzi. Yo, we need <laughs> swanton bombs because we've seen you do them at your shows. So the tag team battle royal starts off here. It's all the tag teams. I don't know if I need to list all of them, but think of all the teams in AEW because they're all here. But like you said, it starts off with everyone on the outside, and now it's just the Bucks kind of taking everyone out. Y- yeah, so the Bucks do this crazy, like, swanton, like, tandem swantons off the stage to take out everyone. Made for a really hot beginning, and I quite like them. Whereas normally in, like, a WWE Battle Royal, we cut and they're all in the ring. I quite like the storming the ring, because you see, like, the the kind of eager, younger baby faces are going right in there to... Uh, because... Yeah, they want to get going, whereas you see, like, MJF, who's still, like, chilling around the outside. It's like, I don't need to go in yet. I quite like it. It's And it allows for, at least for the start of the match, um, it got a bit, it got busy because it's a battle royal, but it allowed you to focus on different things, I thought. There's a lot of people in this match because mm. it's not only a battle royal, but there's two of each team in each team. So there's a lot of dudes just flying all over the place. You mentioned some of the, like the new up and coming teams. They don't know to like sit back and relax. So they all jump in and get on the action, which ends up costing a lot of them getting thrown yeah. out like Dante thrown right away here. Um, there's Hager who's throwing people around. Uh, I noticed the camera cuts were actually cu- pretty annoying. They missed a bunch of the, the like earlier spots, like splashes, where one of the guys from Private Party. It must be hard when yeah. there's that many people. So many people. But you would think if you see someone jumping off the top rope, you stay on. Watch it. to see them land. There's um, Luchasaurus who's in there doing like a choke slam, flipping moonsault combo with one of the the young bucks, and then like roundhouse kicks. He's like bodying everyone. Stu Stu Grayson from the Dark Order is doing like Matrix kip ups and all sorts of crazy kicks and stuff. But um, there's he does like this crazy bit where he's holding onto the waist of Hager, yeah. with his feet dangling and pretty kind of nuts. pulls himself back up. Definitely Royal Rumble type spots going on here. All these guys were like, "Oh man, we wish we were in the Rumble, so we'll, mm. we'll throw our own Royal Rumble." It'll be a tag team battle royal. Um, there's a choke slam to Stu onto Anthony Bowens here. This uh, it looked like because Bowens had already been eliminated, and you look at Stu Grayson, and he kind of looks down. And, like, checks on Bowens to see if he's ready. And he says yes, but still doesn't quite... Like, he lands awkwardly on him. It's, like, on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, What's with choke slams? Out, out, sorry, in the ring choke slams to over the ropes to the apron love it. lately. It's yeah, just it's the, popular right now, it's, isn't it's, it? It's so hot right now. Uh, there's then, like, back kicks from... Uh, there's, sorry, there's private party who go for their silly string. And... Kind of a dumb move to do in a battle Stupid royal. Move. And it costs one of them, uh, their feet get stamped out there. Um, private party. Yeah, as he's doing the flip, he gets his hand slapped. Yeah. So he just falls. He falls. Off. Uh, the good brothers seem to be lurking around ringside. Why aren't they just in the match instead of the Bucks? Not AEW. Yeah. So the, the good brothers are hanging around. Uh, MJF and Jericho. Um, eventually get the upset here because they actually throw out the Young Bucks because the Bucks are kind of pissed that the Good Brothers are getting involved, Mm. costing people this match. And they're kind of like checking them like, hey, what are you doing? Which allows Jericho and MJF to throw them out. And then a great visual of MJF and Jericho mocking the Bucks pose here uh, looks great. So um, it's it's a bunch of different mix of teams kind of near the end here. Your final people, some up-and-coming people like Top Flight and The Acclaimed, but then Jericho, MJF, and Sammy. But Hager's gone. So now it's this weird, like, love triangle with Jericho, MJF, who are the team. Mm. 
and Sammy. So it's like, who's going to win this? It's, it's almost like Jericho and Sammy, sorry, Jericho and MJF are like, hey, Sammy, help us win because yeah. we want you to do all the work, which is kind of what happens. But Sammy gets dumped early and it's, it's eventually He's fighting with yeah. Casta, I think. And uh, MJF goes, sorry, Jericho goes to eliminate Casta, but ends up dumping out. Oh. Um, his own friend. His own friend. His yeah, own Sammy. buddy. His own pal. Well, the finish of this match is Jericho eventually hits a Judas effect, sending out the last guy here. And the unlikely uh, winners of this match, I think it was a little bit of an upset, is Jericho and MJF winning this match and are now the number one contenders for the tag titles. I didn't see this coming, but it actually makes complete sense. They've been building the story of this is the new team. The num- They won the, the match to become the number one team of the Inner Circle. Um... Yeah, surprising because I thought the Bucks would be maybe more involved with that impact story. Um, but yeah, I think this is a makes it a big match. Feels pretty fresh. I liked the storytelling throughout the Battle Royal, especially with Sammy. I thought they were actually going to go further with it and have the spot where yeah. Jericho is kind of like, all right, Sammy, like over you go. Right. Because they'd already won that match. Um, I also think going forwards... Um, I like that they actually had the tease of the Bucks in the match because you kind of go and you you watch it and go, oh, well, they've added that stipulation. So clearly they're going to win it and pick good brothers or whoever. But I think moving forward every year, they need to have that as the stip is the champ can be in it. So then it's like they do in the G1, whereas every year you expect a different winner. But every now and then the champ does win and pick their opponent. Um, I thought it was quite... It kind of swerved you a little bit, putting the bucks in there, and I, I liked that. But I thought it was entertaining. It was a bit of a cluster, but a fun cluster. Yeah, it, it picked up definitely towards the end, the the, the later half, because it kind of evened out with getting rid of a lot of people, making it less messy. Uh, I'm not mad with Jericho and MJF going forward. I think that could be a pretty interesting match there. Um, that gives heat for the storyline with the inner circle a little bit later on, and uh, I don't know. I think that'll be an all right match. I think so, yeah. The, the Bucks are clearly, it's there's intertwining stories with them, with the Bullet Club stuff. So kind of keeps them busy mm. right now while the Good Brothers can do whatever. I could see you putting the the titles Whoa, on MJF and okay. Jericho. Not a bad shout. You could also have some screwy. Because you can have some screwy stuff. It can then move the Bucks more into this omega impact feud without need it doesn't necessarily need the titles whereas i think you can then have in a circle challenging in a circle yeah or maybe this whole thing's a swerve sammy helps them win the titles it's all it's all a big swerve um yeah i'm interested in seeing that match uh down the line at revolution so we go to a special look at the jade lady (laughs) <laughs> that Jade lady. I swear he do- he calls her that now, like just on purpose, JR. <laughs> yeah, he said something along the lines It's this week. He's like, it, he didn't, still doesn't know her last name, it feels like. I don't know her last name. Cargill. Cargill. Uh, well, we get this special look at Jade, and it's her in a gym, and Jade is just working out. It feels like a, one of those fitness commercials. Yeah. Bowflex. Yeah, like those WWE tap out commercials. Yeah. Like, <sighs> Yeah. Lifting shit. She's all sweaty, staring at the camera, and uh, the logo pops up. Very like like noble electricity kind of logo that says Jade. Mm. So Jade, this girl better be incredible. <laughs> um, I kind of like how we haven't seen anything of her. The intrigue's there because they're building her up for someone I'd never heard of, and I don't think anyone really had. Right? They've built her up to be a big deal. Um, 
So she better be like the greatest wrestler ever. Oh my ever. god. <laughs> um, I feel she must have something if they're putting, apart from just this striking look, because sure. they're putting a lot behind her. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, as wrestling fans, we all have like friends or whatever who don't watch wrestling, mm-hmm. but sometimes peek in and out and things like Shaq or Snoop Dogg or Bad Bunny and celebrity involvement, which there seems to be a lot lately, like usually sparks some interest in non-wrestling mm-hmm. fans and they they go, hey, what's going on with, with that? It's just, it sounds so overcomplicated trying to explain what's going on with oh, Shaq. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't Try explaining this to your friend. Hey, uh, I saw Shaq cut a promo on SportsCenter. What's going on? Is he wrestling? Well, actually, Shaq is not wrestling. Well, he is, but he's also managing his new friend, Jade, who ne- we've never seen before, and I don't know who it is. And for some reason, he doesn't like Cody. He hates Cody, and now he instead of fighting Cody and his wife, it's Cody and his wife's friend instead yeah. of his wife, because his wife's pregnant. This story is all over the place. There isn't one, it feels like. Um, <laughs> Why are they fighting? I have no idea. What's the beef? They booked, they booked, they booked Shaq. Shaq. That, that's it. They, they booked him, and they're getting him to do... I, I mean, we'll get to his segment later, but yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just a little backwards. I, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, a little backwards. We have um, Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it, it's beach break, but he's wearing his uh, his winter clothing. Yeah, in the ring here. Tony says like a UK beach here. <laughs> yeah, he brings out Darby Allen, the TNT champion, and his dad Sting, and they announce off the bat here that Darby is going to be having a TNT title defense next week against Joey Janela. In a one-on-one match, so that's next week. Yeah, um, they went. Sorry, your ex is getting married tonight. How about a title shot? <laughs> <laughs> I guess stay at home this Wednesday, Joey. You don't need to come to work this. <laughs> but we'll week. give you a TNT title shot. You're gonna lose, but we'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, poor Joey. So Taz interrupts right away, though, and ta- Team Taz are like somewhere outside the building. And Taz says, oh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, it seems we were not allowed inside the arena tonight. We were barred. Tony Khan's on a little bit of a kick tonight, not allowing certain people into the arena here. Only certain, only, you know, with these COVID protocols, you can't let everyone in the arena if they're not needed. So he's like, you know what? You guys have been dicks lately. You're not allowed in the arena. So they're outside. Ricky Stark says, Sting, when I look in your eyes... You're not the same man you used to be. You're not the same, Sting. You're sad. And Sting, you will get hurt playing in the jungle. And Darby, good luck next week, because you're going to need it. I guarantee it. So Sting is just so upset that Ricky said this to him. And Sting says, Ricky, oh, I'm the same man. And I'll be here as well next week. And I'm going to make sure it's a one-on-one match. You say you can't see the icon in these eyes? Take a closer look. Take a look around. I, we're all just ready for this match now, I think, right? Yeah. Um, un, unfortunately, I, I feel they've kind of ran out of material with it. I always think um, Taz sounds good. Ricky Starks usually sounds pretty good as well. This visual, though, of them all outside, it looked like they were in five different places. It looked like Brian Cage is the only one there topless. <laughs> Not with his FTW belt. Yeah, just, it wasn't there. Just topless, like he's actually at the beach. Then you've got Hook, who's like all wrapped up. He's in his hoodie, he's in his hat. You've got Taz, who looks like a dad who's just dropped his daughter off for soccer. Um, and then Ricky Stark sues on a night out. They're all doing different things. <laughs> They're here. always doing They're, different and things. And then Will Hobbs is just, yeah, Will Hobbs is going on the night out with Starks. It looks weird and just, I can't help but just 
laugh at Brian Cage, who's just yeah. there topless. It's it's dorky to me because it's just showing like, hey, look at my body. It's like, get it, get it. <laughs> so everyone supplements in the group- have gone along, come a long way, Brian. Like cool. everyone in this group talks, and then it's Cage. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, it's he just looks a bit of a dork there with his top off. He's tops off for Cage. Tops off for Cage. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Wrestling's interesting, and it's like this this misfit group that Taz has here with like this jackhammer of a dude, Brian Cage. Who, yeah, he's just there, shirt off. Jack's ready, just standing there. You have Hobbs, who's big as well, but he's like dressed kind of nice. Starks yeah. always looks like he's he's ready to go, like he's spent a lot he's of money. He's on the prowl, yeah. Yeah. And then Hook, who's in his hoodie with his uh, fanny pack. Those are in <laughs> yeah. style right now. I don't want to hate on people who rock the fanny packs. They're in style. I get it. But, yeah. Do you think, like, because Cage has some awful t-shirts as well. He, yeah. Do you reckon Starks just looked at him and was like, Brian, just... Just lose the shirt. Just lose the shirt. <laughs> Don't wear that one. Don't, Don't wear, wear the Doom inspired t shirt. Well, I don't have anything else. You figure by so. now, after being in Team Taz, they'd, they'd help him out. They'd Stark would pick out some shirts for him. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh, That's yeah. the content I want to <laughs> see from Team Taz is Ricky Starks being like, look, Taz, you've, you've put us together. You've got this group, this unit, and everything's great. You know, maybe we haven't won some matches. We're not at the top we think we're at, we deserve to be at, but maybe it starts with. Some some style. I'm so down. Da- Maybe because being the elite this week barely didn't really have anything on it that interested me. But I'm totally down for like vignettes of Brian Cage teaching Ricky Starks how to eat, like just eating like okay. plates of steak and chicken and right. stuff. And Ricky Starks taking Brian dressing. I'm yeah. down for that. Yeah, like take him to Rodeo Drive. Be like, look, I'm gonna buy you some nice shirts. Some fancy comes out shirts. the dressing room and Sting's just there with his bat pointing at him, and they run away. No. Ah. It was interesting seeing that this is Beach Break and Sting comes out with snow. It's also like, okay, yeah. well, what? I mean, what he's else? Magic. Yeah, is that it? Is that what it's I supposed think he's to be? Magic. It's not supposed to be. He's magic. It's just he's magic. Sting, and nothing is for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought Sting sounded good here. I'm just. Uh, I'm ready for the the match to happen, and unfortunately, it's still a few weeks away, so we're going to get more of this. It just feels like this has been a long time, and I think they're just using Sting too much. Yeah, I I yeah. get that they want to maybe give something to the crowd that are there, but it's been every week since he debuted. He just comes out and does nothing usually, so yeah. it's like kind of like you need to amp it up to to promote the street fight. You, you probably should have had him attacked at least once because you had the the issue I have is everyone for weeks has been making fun of how mm. this whole group of dudes run away from this like sixty plus year old dude with yeah. a bat. It's like, well, there's four of you, there's five of you. That could still cut. We've got like four, five weeks of TV. Oh right, okay, the match, right. Because because all you needed because Ricky here was like Sting. You you know you're lucky we're not we're not in the arena. It's like, well, no, you been face to face with him like eight times and ran away so it's like you need someone to do if anyone it should be it should be it was Hobbs that tried to do it right it should be like that and again it it could be Hobbs teasing that and then gets walloped with the Mm. bat and then they're like oh okay maybe we we underestimated this guy but uh yeah there's still a lot of time to promote this match and it's like what can you do to kind of juice it up to to get get us even more hype for it because I don't know what the match is going to be, really. We, we've talked, maybe it's cinematic, stadium stampede style with the four guys plus. Yeah, but... I, I mean, thinking of, I think Sting would be able to do enough that with all this plunder as well, you'll have Darby doing some insane stuff. Um, the, the other guys as well, I, I think this will be fine. I, I'm imagining kind of like the parking lot brawl, but maybe slightly more edited, yeah. perhaps. But I'm looking forward to it. I just... I feel 
maybe just rest it, like not have them on TV at all. Uh, I mean, not next week because we got the TNT title match. Right, but right. I feel they ran out of material, and I just want the match and then move on to whatever feud is next. Sting versus Darby, absolutely for the the battle of face paint. Speaking of face paint, Thunder Rosa is in a match one on one versus Britt Baker. This is kind of a grudge match that's got some heat in the past little while, and it all comes down to this. Thunder Rosa, right off the bat, is fired up here, attacks Britt Baker early on because she's been beaten up and insulted uh, for the past few weeks here. So she's on the attack of Britt Baker, running drop kicks to the corner and then a cannonball as well. Uh, Baker gains some control and then hits her with some forearm strikes. And uh, this is, I, I love the, the quote-unquote crowd here. It's mostly just the, the gun club, mm. realistically, that are it doing is. it. And, and bless them. They do a great job. I've said for weeks that um, Austin Guns just had the best job in this pandemic. They're like, look, man, you're not like a, a, a vet of wrestling. You're kind of new to it. You're, you're Billy Gunn's son. But best we can do is we'll put you front row in this one spot of the crowd every Wednesday and you just like help get the show over he's done a fantastic job he's just always excited he's sometimes on his phone trying to get the snaps trying to just an actual fan it looks like I think they record Dark after AEW oh right? wow really I think so okay and I realised last night like I've done a lot of like theatre and like performing competitions and shit like that and it sucks going later especially when you're like watching the guys yeah and I'm like that must suck. Like you're you're two hours in the crowd, especially now when it's cold, and True. you're like watching everything. And in the back of your head, you're like, still got a match to do later tonight. True. It, it's like not an easy job. And credit to the Gun Club, like for always just giving their all. Yeah. And they're on dark most weeks as well. So like, good for them. And they really do inject that energy. And not only he still finds time to put out fire raps and freestyles yeah, on his Twitter. I, I love him more than I like the acclaimed. <laughs> he could be their leader, essentially. And I think he's Grover Billy. <laughs> I think Austin Gunn should help work on some of their theme songs. Not just doing raps for his own like stuff, because I think maybe he's interested in the music industry and stuff, but helping uh, that ruckus guy that makes some of their themes, like do some sort of crossover there. I, I mean, I feel like Austin Gunn and the acclaimed are maybe more who Matt Hardy should be trying to agent right right yeah I, i'm i'm kind of turning on the agent character i'm enjoying it more just don't want to see him wrestle as yeah. much but i think that could be fun like trying to sign austin Gu it's a great way to then showcase on tv what he can do because i'm sure tony khan like you know that story of when he went to john silver and was like why are you not doing this on yeah. tv yeah i can see this being the same with austin gunn the reason I bring up Austin Gunn here is because uh, it wasn't just him, but the, the crowd here during this match start chanting um, ACDC Thunderstruck, the, oh, yeah. Thunder, which I think is great and would super get over in a crowd like in real time here yeah. with actual fans because Thunder Rosa is, is a character that, that works for me. And so we have Britt Baker who's beating her up. There's like knee strikes while she has Thunder in a cravat here. And then on the outside, like on the the entrance ramp way outside the ring, Britt hits her stomp to Thunder. But Rosa gets up, hits a DVD on Britt Baker on that ramp as well. They get back into the corner and Rosa's fired up again. There's low drop kicks to the corner. There's ro roll ups and, and near falls from the two of them back and forth. Britt eventually hits her sling blade and then an air raid crash for a two count. I definitely bit. I thought it was mm -hmm. over. Uh, Britt then goes for her like stretch the lock job, but Thunder Rosa gets out of that. She hits the stomp on Rosa and goes for it again. But Rosa counters that, gets to her feet, and hits the DVD 
for a 2.9 here. I bid on that one. That yeah. DVD looked deadly. While the, while Rosa is like thinking of her next move here, Rebel or Reba gets in the ring and the ref is totally okay with it and takes off the the middle turnbuckle and one of the the turnbuckle here, the pads exposing the steel and of course Rosa gets thrown face first into that metal beam thing that holds the, the turnbuckle there, knocks her out, which then Britt picks up picks her up and puts in the lock jaw, the submission hold. Rosa doesn't tap out. She's just knocked she's out. knocked out, yeah. So the ref calls the match, and Britt Baker defeats Thunder Rosa. Uh, I really enjoyed the match. I really liked the kind of struggle over the lockjaw. You had this whole sequence of kind of crucifix pins back and forth while Britt's constantly going for that lockjaw. I found the turnbuckle spot sloppy at the end. As you said, Like the ref's just there watching Reba do this. And unfortunately, the kind of like sweep into the into the turnbuckle didn't look great. That being said, I thought uh, Rosa sold it really well. She just looked she looked knocked out. She was so limp at the end and really sold the after effects of it after the match. So I thought that was great. But overall, I quite I quite enjoyed the match. Yeah, I think this is one of the better women mat women's mm. matches they've had here in AEW. I think. Thunder Rosa is a star. Just the look of her, the way she acts, the way she carries herself, and her wrestling speaks for itself. Yeah. She's a fantastic wrestler. And Britt Baker, uh, the character genuinely gives me heat because I'm like, all right, you actually are annoying now. <laughs> you you are that character you're playing. I believe it so much now because it's been so long and you've been pushing and doing this. You're just so mean that I wanted Rosa to get the retribution here. I think they've got really good chemistry, and I think a lot of that comes down to... As you mentioned, Britt Baker has been a great heel. But Thunder Rosa is, like, fiery. She's got a temper on her as a babyface. So, whereas I feel Sheeda in the past has been a bit too, like, frustrated and almost, like, whiny. Lame. Yeah, just like, oh, oh no, cheating. Whereas Rosa's like, I'm going to get you, bitch, you know? Yeah, this um, this sets up a rematch, obviously. It does, yeah. Maybe even at the pay-per-view. I wouldn't mind. I think we'll get Britt moving forward to the, the title very soon now and I think you should put the title on her but I thought this was a really good uh, women's match for yeah, look, AEW I, I don't want to disrespect uh, Hikaru Shida but lately it's been Britt Baker, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and s- some of the other people that are not in the title picture that mm. have ha- have been putting the women's matches like uh, they're giving it some some shine here and I thought this was definitely one of the better ones they've put on and Absolutely. it didn't even involve the title so yeah. maybe that should be switching around to I think it, it will soon I see Brit being champ yeah right, I, within the next couple of months I, I see either of these two being a champ but definitely Brit needs to be the one who's the next champ to take yeah. it from Sheeta and have some baby faces chasing uh, so looking forward to a rematch down the line because I really enjoyed that we go to Matt Hardy's dressing room his locker room his his nice fancy locker room and it's Hangman Page this was from last week uh, Hangman was changing in his locker room because Matt Hardy last week said, hey, you don't have to change in the hallways. You can change in my room. Uh, and he says, we're just some good old Carolina boys. Hangman and, and myself, says Matt Hardy. And uh, it looks like we got some good chemistry. And Paige is like, look, Matt, uh, I just came here to change. You said I could come and dress and, and I'm not here to do contracts or no carny things, nothing. Stop. And Matt says, look, look, Hangman, uh, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you. So how about we just tag this one time? Not asking for anything. Let's just tag. Mm. Let's just see how it goes. 
So Hangman agrees, he, and that matches today. He kind of emotionally blackmails him because yeah. he goes, um, "You saw what Luther and Serpenico did to Negative One's birthday," and it's like, "I know you like the Dark Order, and you've kind of upset them. Do it for them. Do it for Negative One. Do it for Dark Order." Right. And he's like, oh, <sighs> "Guess I have to." I thought this was a really good, like, one two minute explanation of why this match is happening true because on paper it looks bizarre hangman and hardy against luther and serpentico and within like one one minute segment you go cool yeah this makes sense and furthers that adam page story yeah uh, i'm seeing in our twitch chat john cena who always fact checks matt hardy did say hey he's a north carolina boy but looking hangman up it says he's from virginia so does he maybe live in north carolina now or because matt hardy's Said, did say that, so I was like, I just believed it. I guess if I, I believe, that I guess he, he lives there. Wrestled there, like no, but I think maybe that's maybe where he resides. I don't. I, I Sorry, don't know. it says he was. It says he's from Virginia, but in the, on this episode, Hardy's like we're we're some good Carolina boys, right? So, I mean, I'm from the UK, you know. Like, yeah, move but now around. you live there. So maybe the whole North Carolina thing Kenny Omega does is just a real deep dig at Hangman Page <laughs> and Matt Hardy, right? Uh, so this match is happening, in case you're wondering why, that's why. But here it is, Hangman Page and Matt Hardy versus the Chaos Project. And am I alone here to thinking, oh, I can't wait to see Matt Hardy and Luther oh, yeah. tie it up. This is why I wanted to watch tonight. Dream match. They Excalibur actually mentions that Luther has worked with Hardy maybe... I'm sorry, I think no. it was Hangman that worked with Hardy in Omega promotions yeah, before? Yeah, so Hangman, uh, I think one of... Excalibur said, I think one of his very first matches was in Matt Hardy's promotion. So maybe he Omega. was in North Carolina yeah. at some point, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Uh, <laughs> I know we watch uh, on delay after NXT and everything like that, so sometimes we're not sure what airs and what's not picture-in-picture from the feeds we're watching here. Yeah. What was going on with these entrances? They were lasting forever. Oh, Hangman's like, yo, let's go. Let's I wrestle. think it must have been commercials, because yeah. it, it felt... I was I was going, is this Luther and Serpentico trolling by not coming out, yeah. or is this Matt Hardy in his egotistical gimmick just wants his music to play forever? <laughs> but... It's very late when we watch this. Yeah, so and, we were just like scratching. And our we're heads. often like under the influence of something <laughs> as well, and we're like that makes it sound like we're doing terrible things. We smoked a we're joint, on heroin, <laughs> watching AEW, and uh, yeah, these entrances. I think it must have been commercial break, but it often happens with the matches as well. We go, wow, this match is dragging. Like, what are they doing? And then it goes, and we're back from picture and picture, and you go, oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, under the influence for the Chaos Project. Uh, Hangman early on hits a standing star press here for a near fall. Uh, and then there's Matt Hardy who tags in and hits a side effect on the Snake Man. That's what I'm calling him. Luther's in and doing Luther stuff. Uh, a fall away slam and the kip up to the Pescada cross body from Hangman. Always hits it so flawlessly. Just, just crazy. Uh, and then there's like this crazy spine buster for a near fall in the ring. Serpentigo just does this thing where he like is fixing his own head, like cracking his own neck. But while he's doing that, he ends up into this huge forearm from Hangman, who goes for the 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 buckshot, but Luther blocks it and then goes for a dive on the outside, and Hangman just like moves out of the he way. He just sidesteps nonchalantly and looks at the camera, and is just like, <laughs> that was the thing. That his face, his facial reaction to that is just so on point. And then 
goes, all right. And then Matt Hardy's just watching. Hangman hits the buckshot on Serpentico. Hardy tags himself in and gets the pin. We've seen him do this with Private Party to take all the like the fame here, mm. to take all the glory, but after Hangman does all the work. And then he, he poses with Hangman, but then kind of is like, hey, hey, we won. We did. He hugs him, and Hangman's like, Ugh. Yeah, Hangman looks pissed, and then he's like, oh, well, we did win, and kind of does the arm raise and stuff. Yeah, so um, what what's going to happen with Hangman and Hardy? I'm surprised, but I really like this story of Hangman just hanging out with these mid and low carders mid it it feels like he's just this like in a crazy sort of sitcom he's the straight man amongst all these like weirdos you know and that's kind of what it feels like and and little things like the sidestepping and looking to the camera it's just like yeah i'm better than these guys but i'm just having some fun you know (laughs) i kind of like it it's working for me with this story um because you know he's a guy that as soon as you want to put in that main event mix uh you can easily yeah oh 100 i see him being a one of the bigger stars in this company definitely everyone kind of agrees that they kind of see that but you gotta he's kind of gotta get there and yeah. he's going through this like going through different groups yeah I, he's lost i think what i'm trying to get at is this doesn't feel like a demotion this doesn't feel like in wwe where you had your world title run and it's like actually that didn't work out so we're now just having you in the mid card forever the reason why he's wrestling with these people is because he's going through a bit of a uh, identity crisis or exactly. trying to find himself. And it's it's all building to his story when he will be a main eventer. Uh, I can't wait because um, I, I like this. You're right. It doesn't feel like it's a step down. It's a, it's a story he's currently going through yeah. and he's lost. His All his boys are busy. And it makes the other people around him more interesting. You know, well. there's there's all this talk and we're going to get to the the... The open door and the forbidden door and all that stuff. There was a promo in New Japan years ago when Hangman was was around New Japan for a little while. And it was Tanahashi. Okay. Who Tanahashi, after a match, goes, hey, that Adam Page is really good. Someone needs to get him away from the Bullet Club. He needs to get that Bullet Club out of his veins because I see him being one of the best ever. Mm. Tanahashi said that in a promo. And now, fast forward, the Bullet Club has been drawn out of his veins but now he's like a lost puppy and doesn't know yeah. like, where to go and stuff so what I'm saying is Tanahashi needs to come into AEW and, and be his tag team partner <laughs> forbidden door baby uh, yeah I'm interested in see I wouldn't mind Hangman Hardy going at a, a tag match again down the line yeah I, I can definitely I can definitely maybe see Hardy pushing for more of that I can I think I mentioned last week I can see other people trying to recruit him and trying to get him in their team and stuff yeah, that, that's definitely, or maybe try to join Hangman Party, Private Party, Private Men, I don't know. The, yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> we have the announcement of the women's tournament, this tournament to find a number one contender for the women's title, and it's both going to be taking place in the U.S. and Japan. Yeah, it seems like that. So does that mean they're going to film some, thing, some things over there? I assume they're going to film... The like yeah, the Japanese half in Japan and then fly over the the winner. Yeah, so some of the Finalists. the the women in this tournament, uh pretty some pretty exciting names. On the US side, Serena Deeb, Riho, Britt Baker, Tay Conti, Tai Conti, sorry, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. And on the Japanese side, it's Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, uh sorry if I pronounced this wrong, but v- v- Veni? Veni, V-E-N-Y, Emmy Sakura, 
Ryo Mizunami, Mei Suraga, Rin Kadokura, and what got a huge pop from me and a lot of people, a lot of internet people, uh, wrestling fans went wild for this, Maki Ito. Are you familiar with her? I am not, no. Surprise, motherfuckers. Follow her on Twitter. She has possibly one of the greatest wrestling Twitter accounts okay. in all of pro wrestling, in my account, in my favor. There's been so many articles written about her in the past few years to non-wrestling fans. I had so many non-wrestling fans message me about this girl about last year or so when the sto- story came out from her. She's amazing, and they need to sign her. I don't know how her character is going to work on TV like this, but it needs to work. I think she's one of the best and I can't wait to see her in AEW. So looking forward to seeing a, a lot of these people, even Aja Kong in there as well. Um, this seems like Zach Zaki. We haven't seen for yeah, ages. Yeah. Same with Emi Sakura. Um, yeah. I, I'm super interested in this. Um, it feels like they're really, this, you look at this seems way better than the field of talent they had during that women's tag tournament. And some of the, like greener talent, let's say, like uh, Anna Jay and Ty Conti, since that tournament have really upped their game and improved as well. So I think this could be quite quite good. And interesting seeing Rio is in the US side. Yeah. So I imagine she's back then. Yeah, I guess so. I'm interested in seeing what they where they film other things. Is it going to be in like with other promotions kind of helping them i'm not too sure what's going to happen but uh, i'm interested in seeing some of these new faces and some of these characters uh show up in aew here open doors everywhere yeah open them all. we go to jericho mjf they're excited let's go baby we did it they're excited backstage with the inner circle but sammy guevara is singing a different tune he's a little upset he says i was just collateral damage you guys use us you say we're in this together, but sometimes I'm not too sure. Sammy leaves the room, walks off. Jericho is like, oh, Sammy, and, and chases after him to defuse the situation. As MJF kind of looks and goes, uh, boys, maybe we need to have a chat. Wardlow, and Wardlow like closes the door on the cameraman. Uh, I like him, the acknowledging yeah. the cameraman's there yeah. and like getting him out of there. Um, I MJF. I chat's about. MJF is poisoning... Yeah. The minds of the inner circle. I liked how AEW was on a delay on the TV behind yeah. them and Wardlow like turns it off. Yeah, at some he's point. like, hey, get rid of this. Um Yeah, I'm I'm liking this story. I think both Sammy and MJF, who are kind of the main characters of this, are playing their role really well. Uh actually all of them are, all of the inner circle. I'm yeah, I kind of I'm curious what this conversation is. He's like, Look, uh Sammy's the weak link. He's he's I, trying to get rid of him. I can see it being like we think that, yeah. But next week it's going to be like MJF has arranged with like Santana and Ortiz some kind of like day for Sammy or a present for him, and <laughs> it's like, day. look, we know you're feeling bad, and we want you to know that you're you mean something to us to just wind him up even more. Uh, I'm liking it. They set him up to have a match against Luther, so he they know he'll win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, we have promotion for the wedding. And JR says, wrestling weddings are always the best weddings ever. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time for the main event, the wedding. The real main event, I guess you could say. Miro, the best man, is the best man for Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford's wedding. They're joined by Chucky e. T, a.k.a. Charles the Butler, who is here present for the wedding. Um, 
Miro, they're, they're here, by the way. We see um, a, a little promo before, and Miro says, we're all, we, we, we all know people who are married. Kip's about to get married. Tony, you've been married. JR's been married. And Chucky e. T, well, he's never had a girlfriend. And then Vicky Guerrero shows up and goes, it's time for the wedding. James Mitchell, the sinister minister, yeah. is the minister of this wedding. He will be in control. Uh, <laughs> Penelope Ford is not walked to the... The, the altar by her dad, unless her dad is, in fact, Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Wrestling legend, Jerry Lynn, uh, who walks her down. Sinister Minister says uh, these marital vows are sacred and not to be taken lightly, and that they have some personal vows. Kip Sabian takes his toothpick out of his mouth and puts it in his front pocket and says, Penelope, from the moment I saw you in that one piece in the knee-high boots, my eyes meeting your eyes meeting your chest, I knew... It was meant to be, and I promise to cherish you forever. You are beautiful on the inside, and damn, you're hot on the outside. I love you, says Kip. Penelope says, Kip, I love you too, and you have the biggest... Whoa, 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 I know, I know, Penelope, as she's interrupted by him. He says, I know how much you love me, and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life, and you can't wait to spend the rest of your life. And then there's Sinister Minister reading things like, uh, will you guys grope each other in love and weird weird things. Yeah. Weird, strange. Just really weird. Uh, like, I get what they're going for because he's, like, the, the opposite. He's, like, the evil sinister, but, like, minister, but, yeah. Um, and in kayfabe, for as long as you no, live. No, it, it matches their character because they've been well it's more about the public affection and right like constantly just groping and making out during matches and stuff like that. Yeah. They're all, they're, they're me, they're gross lovers. Uh, <laughs> Miro says, uh, please, no interjections, because they're about, does anyone have, speak now? Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 we're no, not doing I, that. I've done this a few times. I don't, we're going to skip this part. We know how this goes. Let's skip this. So uh, they get the kiss, and I now pronounce you husband and wife, and then please join Miro in a toast. So they pull out the champagne. He says it's all about love. What is love? And the crowd starts to chant, baby, don't hurt me. He says, I got a present for you. I am your present. My knowledge is your presence. Viciousness is your present. And um, he points to this giant box that's nearby with the gifts and says, Chucky, what is this gift? So it's almost like if, as if someone's in the box because we've seen wrestling weddings. So, so Miro beats the shit out of the box and it's empty. I don't know what the gift was supposed to be because there was nothing in the There's box. Nothing in it, yeah, yeah not, well, not a really great gift from Chucky here. Uh, Miro says, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me again. The crowd chants and he goes, I love that song. The only funny part of this whole thing was that bit. I continue. Uh, he says, uh, he, he keeps talking, but then it, he looks down at his feet and... Out of all the people watching, including us, because the camera was just so tightly on Miro talking, no one noticed that someone had handcuffed, uh, or leg cuffed, I guess, Miro to the ring post in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I, I didn't notice this. No one so. noticed this. Not Sinister Minister, not Kip, not Penelope, it felt no like, one. <laughs> it felt like, you know, in horror films where, like, vines just come up from the ground yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Evil Dead, but it was exactly. cuffs. yeah. Uh, and then Charles Dex, Pen sorry, he Dex Kip, and then there's Penelope who gets pushed into the cake, sort of, and then the cake gets thrown away, and underneath the cake is Orange Cassidy who hits, I think his move is called the Beach Break, isn't it? The uh, Beach the Orange 
plunge, isn't it? Something like that. And he hits that on Kip, and uh, everyone's upset, and the wedding's not ruined because it already happened. But uh, yeah, what what? The, this is bad. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do my best explaining what happened. But a, it was just really lame, yeah, and b, I don't I think care. The thing is, when it comes to a wedding, you're expecting like a big turn or a big return or or something whereas this was just more of the same it was more just best friends trying to get one up on Miro and yeah. Kip um, I was at some point when Miro was going like your present your wedding gift is me I thought oh that's gonna be it they're not gonna like that because he's just he's not actually got him anything no it wasn't that even the baby don't hurt me thing was cute but it it's also the roster singing it yeah so it could have been organic but it also could have been planned whereas if it was a a full proper crowd doing this i think it would be a really like fun organic moment but when it's just you're just singing with austin gunn you know it bless it, austin gunn it didn't Best really part of this hit thing. with me um this was just bad i thought there wasn't anything particularly good i was wondering at the end if kip genuinely hurt his head because a lot of people were checking on him uh, yeah, seemed to have some Chucky, kind of lump on his head. Chucky took one of the champagne ice bucket things and hit him with it. Right. So I, I think if... it kind of conked him a little. Oh, ouch. Uh, so in the chat, Sino saying that they did sh- kind of show Chucky like handcuff or cuffing the leg of Miro. Uh, cool. Um, I, I I completely thought this would this would change our minds. Leading into this for weeks and weeks, you you knew they were they had they had so much time to plan stuff. And then it got here, and I was like, okay, they're totally going to prove me wrong. And they, they didn't do that at all. And I was ready. When I saw James Mitchell come out, I was like, yeah. okay, all right, that's that's a fun touch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no one got shot. No one got shot. We didn't have any former lovers show up. We didn't have Teddy Long and his choir singing at his wedding like they had. We didn't have Three Minute Warning coming out to kill them all. Uh, yeah, this, this was disappointing because the thing is, coming out of this is... Nothing's changed, really. Yeah. Apart from Kip's married to Penelope, nothing's changed. It's still Miro and Kip hate best friends, and they're gonna feud. So yeah, th- this this was bad. Yeah, I I I really wanted this to be. I actually expected them to have a swerve where it was something really funny or something big that had happened, whether it be a Miro swerve or a turn or whatever. But it. It didn't hit anything. It was just boring. Yeah, it was boring. It didn't even do what WWE does and go over the top ridiculous to make you groan and go, that's fucking crazy or ridiculous. It didn't even do that. It was just like another segment that I didn't need to... This was a big waste of time. It was, This was a big waste of my time as wrestling fans. For a show that the highlight, all wrestling fans are going to be talking about what happens at the end of the show. On the same show, they had this. And it's like, this was just fell flat. I know I've on, on... Weeks I've like riffed on on Kip Sabian and and this team of Miro and stuff, but like low key I want them to to get better and do well. And then leading to this, I'm like, okay, something's gonna happen where this amps up and juices up because it's all they've been promoting is this, and this is what you got. They even teased a split because Kip accidentally hit Miro, yeah. and I was like, right there it is. Miro's now gonna kill him. He's gonna kill Penelope, yeah. kill everyone. And stand tall and be the beast he should be, but no, nothing. This was just a big waste of time. I know re- wrestling weddings are what they are. We're, we we planned a show coming out next week, top five wrestling moments 
uh, moments of love. So mm. we'll be talking all about wrestling weddings, and I can't say this is going to be... I don't be, think this is going to be... No, I, this is an afterthought. Uh, I don't ever want to talk about this ever again. <laughs> well, let's move on then. <laughs> uh, yeah, congrats to Kip and Penelope. We have a video of Shaq from SportsCenter when he was trash-talking Cody Rhodes, who he calls Cupcake Cody Rhodes. And he asks his co-hosts on this sports show, um, hey, do you want me to fight Cody Rhodes? And they're like, yeah, you're not going to fight Cody Rhodes. You want me to do it? You want me to do it? All right, then I'm going to do it. So this match is happening. He calls himself the Black Tornado, or is that the move he's going to hit? That's the move. <laughs> he's going to hit the Black Tornado, which is just a, a right hand. It was like he a, punches some plexiglass. Yeah, he just beat up this plexiglass, and the, the other presenters are <laughs> like, genuinely like, "Oh, Jack, yo, yo, chill. Jack, chill." <laughs> Again, this is bad. This felt like, as I said the other week, like when we were doing our promos for the Up Next Rumble. It's like Shaq's doing his show, and then he's like, "Oh, I got to fit in this Cody promo," and it's just, "All right, Cody, I hate you. I don't know why, but I'm gonna beat you up like I'm beating up this plexiglass." The other two guys. Probably don't even know who this Cody Rhodes guy is. Right. Uh, I get it. They're trying to cross-promote and stuff, but I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe there's any animosity between no. these two guys. I just believe it's, oh, this is fun. We're going to have a bit of an angle and we're going to chat a bit of shit against each other. I want to see Cody Rhodes hanging out with some other basketball player. Like right. Chilling. And then it's them being like, who maybe used to like play with uh, with Shaq time ago. And yeah. they're like... Yo, I'm I'm fighting Shaq, and they'd be like, Shaq, he wasn't even good at shooting. Th- like he's he's past his prime. He doesn't yeah. shoot threes. He, he sucks now. He <laughs> sucks. And that like, there's just no reason for this match. Also, they announce it's happening March third, which is for free on Dynamite TV. It's not at the pay per view, which I think is it's like, hey, why not give it away for free? More eyes on Shaq wrestling. I'm not surprised. It's on. It's this is a TNT cross promotion yeah. thing. Why would they want to? put it on a pay-per-view that only benefits AEW. Like, they want to benefit TNT. So it makes complete sense that it's on a Dynamite. And the NBA All-Star Game is the same night as Revolution. So I guess Shaq's busy. Okay, right. (laughs) Could you imagine that? They're like, hey, so we're going to sign you for this match. Uh, It's going to be at our pay-per-view in in March, early March. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool, I got it. And they're like, so uh, you're all ready for that that pay-per-view, March 7th? March March 7th? Well, well, guys, I uh, got it. I got to do the All-Star game and more promo for Icy Hot. They're like, fuck. All right. It's a shame, like, they just... Shaq wasn't, like, a guest judge on the Go Big Show or something like that. Because you could have just planned a bit of an angle on that where they just don't get along and they don't like each other. But that's the thing. We're going to this match and I don't... Neither of us understand the animosity here. I want Cody to make fun of uh, the Genie movie he made. Shazam. Cody's going to come out and make fun of Shazam. Cody's going to make fun of... What are you going to do? Some Shaq-Fu on me? And then I want... uh, It's obviously going to just help Jade get over Red Velvet because that's the match. Which, great. If it does, they've succeeded. You know, like, like, if if they come out looking like stars, cool. Yeah. But uh, it's been weak storytelling for sure. Uh, We seem pretty negative on this show, but it it felt like a bit of a downer of of an episode of AEW Dynamite. It's just weird. In, In a flip of a hat, in a flip of a coin, I guess you could say... WWE's had celebrity involvement that has actually worked, mm. in my opinion. Whether you know who Bad Bunny is or not, you you watch him at the Rumble, you're like, yeah, cool, he did a dive and sold the ribs or whatever. But then he comes out on Raw and like just acts the part like yeah. of wrestling. You're like, oh, this guy seems to actually grasp what wrestling is. 
and Shaq, who's been involved in wrestling and done it for so long, on TV still makes it look so hokey. Yeah. Like, uh, cupcake Cody Rose and punch him, punch him. He just doesn't seem to care. Yeah, it's just like, come on. Like, it's just, it's, if, it feels like the roles have been reversed with WWE and mm-hmm. AEW this this past few weeks, at least. So, looking forward to March 3rd, the tag team match heard around the world. Shaq and Jade versus Cody and Velvet. Can't wait. We go to, hey, it's a Lumberjack match. Yeah. You were you were re- so ready for this match. Oh, yeah. I, I kept thinking this was coming. <laughs> you kept thinking everything was going to be the Lumberjack match. Well, there were a lot of people around the ring a lot of the time. Just like how everyone's kind of in their street gear, in their street clothes, and Ryan Nemeth got ribbed and showed up in his trunks. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Literally all the Lumberjacks just in regular clothes. Um, Jack Evans. Jack Evans is rocking his like his toque, his hat, his 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 jacket, his everything. Still looks a little homeless, but he's he's there. It looks like he's gonna sell you some drugs. And then Ryan Nemeth in his pink Ziggler gear. It's not warm either. <laughs> like it's different when you're wrestling and you're constantly moving and stuff. But to just be stood around at ringside just in your pants must have been cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really funny. Eddie Kingston versus Lance Archer in a lumberjack match. Lance Archer early on just dives onto everyone onto the outside. Crazy dive for the big man here. Uh, and JR says, if they did this in the street, they would be in jail because they're beating the hell out of each other. Um, one of the lumberjacks is uh, Benoni. Sees Benoni. Yeah. yeah. Where's, his, where, where's his buddy? Where's his partner? T- Tino? Yeah. The turncoat. Is he back the in snitch. NXT, I think? The snitch. The NXT snitch. Uh, there's this weird kind of um, splash thing from Lance Archer for a near fall and a Uranagi. Um, we see the bunny, not bad bunny, but just the bunny. She gets involved here. Again, refs don't count, but this is a lumberjack match, so there's some leeway here, which allows Eddie Kingston to hit his spinning back fist to Archer for a near count. Uh, now... What 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 happened with Jake the Snake on the outside here? Jake the Snake like took out someone. Uh, was it Evans? Jack Owens? Evans? Oh, Jack Evans? Yeah, maybe? yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, I... <laughs> this wasn't really even caught that well on camera. He just like running clothesline, and then you see him just laughing and people patting him on the back. It, it was as if he just on the fly was like, yeah, I'm going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> you screamed at the TV. What the <laughs> fuck? Jake the Snake doing wrestling moves again? Wow, crazy. Uh, definitely got me into the match. Um, Eddie Kingston hits a t- like T-bone exploder on Archer, the big man there for a near fall. Uh, Blade, who's a lumberjack, sets up a table in the ring, but then one of the guys from Bear Country, the tag team of Bears, a Sends him flying through it. So it's just like, what is going on here? Uh, Archer hits a ripcord into another Uranagi there. And eventually hits the blackout and pins Eddie Kingston. Uh, I thought this was a really... It was a mess, but it was a fun mess. It was just chaos the whole time. Right from Lance Archer just running down to the ring and diving to start the match off. I thought it was really hard hitting. Um, some fun spots with the Lumberjacks. Uh yeah, I thought this was kind of the shot in the arm the show needed. It was just chaotic and fun. Yeah, uh, this this was really like a, a bit of a cluster as well, but everyone kind of got their stuff in. It was kind of messy, but it's it's a lumberjack match, so the rules are kind of allowed and but stuff. But it kind of, like, good messy for me. Like, it felt like some kind of street fight where it it's not, like, pretty, but it's just a load of guys 
slogging at each other and occasionally some wild card will jump in and try and get a dig in. Yeah. Like it, it kind of felt a bit more real in a way. And then you had just bear countries throwing people through tables. Hell yeah. So Butcher Blade versus Bear Country is something we're seeing. I These guess. two big guys. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing where why weren't they in that battle royal? I know they haven't been too much on TV, but I think I think they tend to kind of ease people in from dark and yeah. just a spot like this, it makes you go if you don't watch dark, you're like, Oh, who's that big guy who did that thing? And rather than going, Why is this team I've never seen before in this match? Well, if you don't watch Dark, you can listen to Shot in the Dark. Absolutely. Because John Cena will tell you things that, uh, you know, such things as Benoni is now Peter Avalon's sidekick here in AEW. Did you know that? Mm -mm. That you didn't know that? No, I haven't had a chance to listen yet. Well, I I can't wait to see. It'll be my walk later. Peter Avalon and And Cesar Benoni. Sounds money to me. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Hey, look, not everyone can be a main eventer. You need low-card and mid-card people as well. You need Mark... You do. Is his you, name Mark got, Avalon? If, if everyone's Stone Cold Steve Austin, you're like, you, can't, you can't run a product on that. You need these losers in there as well. <laughs> you are defending people and then you call them losers. That's not very nice. Peter Avalon is a saint. Cool. All, All right. right. In his bed. In his martini <laughs> glasses. Great gimmick. We have FTR backstage... Cash, Dax, and Tully. And Dax here. Sorry, is it Dax or Cash? Fuck. The name's just... Dax is the bald one. Yeah. Dax says, Jack! Talking to Jungle Boy Jack from their awesome match last week. He says, you and your dumbass dinosaur. You tell me you didn't tattletale on us. You ran to Tony Khan and got us banned from the arena tonight. All the heels are just banned yeah. tonight. Tony was tired of their shit and said, you know what? You're banned. You're not allowed in. He says, we beat you up and you you went and told on us to the teacher, to your mommy and daddy, Uncle Tony here. Tully says, well, yeah, fear the revelation. Apparently everyone is scared of FTR. And, and you guys, you had us handcuffed to your dinosaur and and there was a battle royal tonight with tag teams. And because we weren't allowed in the building, we weren't allowed to enter that match and get another championship opportunity. And that's all we want. And because of you, we weren't allowed that. So what's it going to take, Jack? Jack, we're not bad men, but sometimes we do bad things. And as they're talking, you keep hearing this like sound of something like, mm, mm, as they pull over a chair. And it's Marco Stunt, who's been... Taken hostage, kidnapped, <laughs> taped up here as Tully gets in his face and looks like he was going to kiss him. Uh, and just, just they just kidnapped this kid. What's going on Guys, in AEW? Shit like this while you're banned from the arena. <laughs> yeah, you no can't wonder. kidnap people. No wonder you're banned. You're like kidnapping people, cutting off dinosaurs' horns. Yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoy Tully here. I thought he was great. Um, I liked his, his outfit as well. He had his. FTRT and jeans, but with this nice suit jacket with sequins on the lapels. He looked really flashy. Yeah. Um, it it gets a bit ridiculous as when you get kidnapping angles where oh, yeah. people are gagged and stuff. Well, let's take it. Let's take it a step even funny. further beyond that. You know, th- you said things get ridiculous when you have kidnapping. No, yeah. things get ridiculous when you have dinosaurs. Yeah, I, well, that's what I'm <laughs> getting at. Is but this whole feud is ridiculous because we've got dinosaurs and jungle men. Like, yeah. Um, I kind of like this. I I thought Tully sounded great. I think FTR are a decent promo that 
I can go, yeah, this is silly, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. I just, I, I'm really hot off that match they had last week mm. with Dax and oh, Jungle that was Boy. Oh, fantastic. Like, so you guys could literally do anything, and I'd still be interested yeah. in where this program goes, because that match did deliver for me last week. Absolutely. Week's. But there wasn't really a mention, because Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy were in the Battle Royal earlier, and obviously he's got a new mask, new horns. No, they were little. Like, oh, they were yeah, cut off. it looked like they were still cut like off. Like Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah, because I watched BTE where... Um, the dinos- there's a dinosaur like thing in the the parking lot of Daly's place. Yeah, it was really weird, but yeah. really funny. Uh, dinosaurs in wrestling. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was PT. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That show is uh, a little strange. Um, but this, as far as this thing goes, it's so ridiculous. It's so over the top. But if it leads to good match matchups, maybe more so Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus FTR. Because before it was with Marco. I, I assume so. Yeah, yeah. it would definitely uh, is something I'm interested in seeing. But weird kind of way to get there mm. by kidnapping Marco Stunt. How did they kidnap him if they weren't allowed in the building? He's small, isn't it? No, when, when Marco arrived. Oh. They, like, they got there early waiting for Marco to be on his own. We're banned and they're like, what? We're not I will banned. wait and kidnap Marco. That's why he wasn't Marco there comes in singing along to himself <laughs> put a bag over his head. Sing for me, Marco. <laughs> Sing for me. You're kidnapped. Mm, mm. Kidnapping. It's like alpha dog or something. We have a Joey Janela promo. He's looking mad fresh here. Everyone talks about Miro's fits all the time. Joey Janela looking like he's going skiing or snowboarding here with this great jacket. He says, Darby, next week I get a shot at the TNT title. Joey Janela is back. Darby, we have a history of mangling ourselves and mangling each other. We have history. But Joey, the bad boy, is back. And he's a future TNT champion and next week, it's going to be a bad, bad boy. So uh, making it known like, hey, I know I've been kind of put in this position and uh, I'm tired of it. I'm going to prove to the world I'll fight you. Um, is this going to be no DQ with these two? I imagine so. Are we just going to have a technical classic? They'll be like, you know what? Let's make this uh, no DQ. I'm interested in this match, actually. It should be fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Joey Janela is someone... You you watch him in the ring. You kind of look at him as wrestling fans. We're like, oh, this guy's like a tiny mm. version of someone else. But then, as the match goes on, like he's had some crazy. He's obviously like an indie darling kind of guy. But he's someone that I always go, ah. But look at this guy. And then by the end of the match, I go, damn. Like he he showed me. He showed me he he can hang. For me, I I'm more interested in the tag team with Sunny Kiss. Yeah. I think it's good. They've got good chemistry, and they started putting them on dynamite a lot more, and they've called off on them I'm not quite sure why but I'm more interested in seeing more of that than but the tag team division is stacked but I think the the singles will be good I just want this jacket he was wearing looked great but that's next week can't wait we go to the main event of Beach Break the Bullet Club with some new music it sounds like Mm. the Good Brothers with Kenny and Don Callis coming out to some some new music with like ad libs. It's kind of NWO esque with like the music and then the sound bites yeah. throughout it. Um, but Kenny coming out, the AEW champ with the Impact Tag Champs, the Bullet Club. They don't really say it as the Bullet Club, but they call themselves the Bullet Club. Yeah. It's like this weird thing. They come out to go up. It's a six man tag. The Bullet Club versus two parts of the Death Triangle the Bastard Pack, Ray Phoenix, and the former champ, John Moxley who's got a bone to pick with Kenny Omega. Early in this match, Pac takes on Carl Anderson, who he keeps getting uh, the upset here with like a snap Rana and stuff, who's pissed. So he tags in Doc Gallows, 
who then Moxley wants to fight him. So he's taking on the big guy here, hitting him with everything, a regal knee, and um, tags back in Ray Phoenix and, and Pac, who's hitting like standing moonsaults to Carl Anderson at one point. There's then a, a Pac who hits this crazy German suplex on Kenny Omega. Uh, Mox is hitting X-plexes. Mox hits a suicide dive at one point, looks nuts. But it's Kenny in the ring who's now beating down on Moxley. Once he gets the offense, he's kind of playing that. He's he's really taking on this heel role as like really well here. Obviously, mm. Kenny's been a great heel in history, but kind of only beating down on Mox when he has the advantage. Like, yeah, yeah look, I got I'm beating you up, but always tagging in his boys when it's getting too hot for him. Uh, Doc goes for like this power bomb thing, but he's not doing the weed smoking or uh, suck my dick motions yeah. any, anymore. <laughs> not edited out here. Uh, we're live. So Moxley um, drops him down, though, and puts him in the figure four, but it's broken up. There's Ray Phoenix who gets this hot tag, and it's super hot. There's, like, spring ranas to super kicks to Doc Gallows, too, who's super tall. Oh, this guy's not real. Yeah, he just cut down Gallows just yeah. with these speedy kicks. Looked so good. Yeah, is Ray Phoenix a human being? I don't think Have so. anyone checked? Has anyone, like, properly shown us that this guy is human? Because how did his ki- how did he reach that high to super kick Doc? Because that guy's, like, seven foot tall. That's yeah. that's cause just crazy. Uh, there's, like, flying headbutts. Just insane. Super kicks everywhere. Um, there's then the Death Triangle who hit double moonsaults to the outside. There's this flying, crazy, like, backwards roll into a cutter from Ray to Kenny, who kicks out of it at two. There's then Snap Dragons. There's more super kicks. There's Doc Gallows, who hits a super kick to Pack, which is nuts, too. He's flexible yeah. as well. Didn't expect I this. I do like his kicks when he does them. Yeah. Like, Gallows doesn't do a lot, but he is quite flexible with those kicks, and they do look cool from the big guy. Yeah, very impressive. There's then the, the Bullet Club, like, double... Back, sorry, double power bomb neck breaker thing for a near fall. Then Kenny hits his Dr. Wiley bomb. There's then like crazy offense where where Pack is just on fire here. Hits a beautiful bridging su- suplex uh, German on Kenny for a 2.9. Ray Phoenix again showing us he's he's an alien because he's hitting like all flying nuts moves. Uh, Mox goes for the paradigm shift on Kenny, but Kenny counters and hits the paradigm shift on Mox, but it's Pack who breaks up the pin with a 450 splash. There's then Mox who hits the gun stun on Carl Anderson. Everyone's hitting everyone's moves. Ray Phoenix hits a moonsault for a two count and then like a double jump that's caught into like a spine buster. It's chaos, but the finish comes with the Good Brothers hitting the magic killer on Phoenix and kicking Pack out of the ring so he couldn't break it up. And the Bullet Club win this match. Really, really fun match here. Um, and Gallo's got the pin. Gallo's got the <laughs> pin on uh, Dynamite. I, I thought they gave this match a really like big fight feel. Um, I think Moxie's music and entrance really gives it that. Like It feels like a main event, just this kind of frantic music going into it and going through the crowd and everything. Um, I love Mox calling out Gallo's, wanting to take on the big guy. Uh, I Phoenix is just ridiculous. This this match was really really entertaining for me. Yeah, no, this match was crazy. I mean, on paper we we thought this would be we would be nuts, but this was it. Kind of showed every a little bit of everyone here. There was like obviously I, we mentioned Ray Phoenix was just all on fire here, but it allowed Pack to hit some crazy stuff. Oh, it yeah. let Kenny get his stuff in. It had Moxley the story there. Even the Good Brothers looked good in this match. Mm. Like they they were hitting their moves. They were in yeah. their cues and everything. I, I thought this was really entertaining. Probably one of the best Dynamite main events. It was just so frantic, so crazy. Uh, it. 
It was definitely the highlight of the show. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's It definitely, I wouldn't say necessarily made this a two thumbs up show, but this match definitely made it go, okay, I'm happy I watched this week's episode yeah. because this match was was pretty crazy. I, I think these six guys could have another banger of a match. Um, Sad Penta wasn't involved in some capacity, mm. but uh, definitely want to see these guys mix it up down the line. Maybe Good Brothers versus Death Triangle is something you could see without, yeah, sure. without Kenny and Mox there. But uh, the real hot topic of the show comes what happens after the match, there's a beat down with the Bullet Club beating down on Ray Phoenix, but Lance Archer comes down to the ring for some sort of save here. I'm not quite sure what his beef is. I think, did the Good Brothers beat him up recently? I'm not sure, but I, I always everyone. feel Lance Archer's just running out. <laughs> He's just always running out, isn't he? Yeah. He's always running out beating up someone. Archer loves I getting... I can't remember, but I was like, oh, I didn't know you were involved with these guys. But I, I'm, I think... The Good Brothers maybe attacked him, but I, I can't remember. I really can't. Everyone attacks Archer, though. Yeah. Archer just does Yeah, he's a baby face. He's, a good, he's, he's just all over the place. Uh, so the, the, he comes out to, to attack people, and it's Moxley who like is attacking Kenny here. But then someone attacks Moxley, a masked, a masked man who takes off his jacket, revealing himself, takes off his mask, revealing himself, as Kenta. Yeah. Kenta is here in AEW. He has shown his face. Bullet Club is fine. As he beats up John Moxley, hits him with a go to sleep as it shows to Kenny Omega laughing. Like, oh, didn't expect this. Kenny's kind of taken aback. He wasn't sure this was going to happen, mm. but he laughs and he laughs and he laughs as we go off the air with Kenta standing there in his go-to-sleep club shirt um, as uh, AEW goes off the air. Great end. Off a really hot match and then a really big angle like that. Um, was kind of disappointed that they revealed on New Japan Strong this week that this match is happening. Right. Because I think it made this a bit less shocking. Still cool to see New Japan talent in an AEW ring doing something. Um but I, I kind of felt they slightly blew the surprise a bit. But then I guess New Japan are like, we well, we want something in return. Yeah. Right? Um, I Yeah, th- this was a fantastic ending. Really loved it. Great see Kenta there. We can finally build up this match. Um, and some news for next week as well. Yeah, after this, they did a like Twitter exclusive here where Kenny Omega and, and Kenta have a little backstage thing. Mm-hmm. And it's Kenny being like, oh, hey, Kenta. Uh, Brother Switchblade didn't tell me there'd be another one of you guys coming over. And Kenta's basically like, shut up. I don't care about you. Mm. Fuck you. Uh, we're not brothers. We're not friends. I'm here because I have business with John Moxley. So he walks off and Kenny's like, okay, cool. Fine with me. And then just basically goes, hey, you know what would be interesting? How about me and him tag yeah. <laughs> in a match? Like, I'll convince him. <laughs> so Tony will get out his checkbook. He'll, yeah. he'll work a match. Yeah, that's basically what yeah. he says. It's really funny. And Kenny then says, you know, that Lance Archer seems to get in his business in. So I, I, I say this. if he's Maybe Kent is not technically allowed to wrestle for us, but Tony could can work the grease there. Mm. Uh, so how about an unofficial match, a lights-out match next week, tag team, Kenny and Kenta versus Mox and Archer? I think that's going to be nuts. That sounds it's crazy. It's confirmed now. Um, like a no DQ lights out match. These four, it's going to be great. I, I'm really looking forward to that big main event. Yeah, that sounds nuts. Uh, f- apparently it is official now. This yes. has been signed for next week's Dynamite. It's officially, unofficially happening yes. next week on Dynamite. Lights out. 
Uh, but this leads to the speculation of, of uh, the forbidden door has yeah. been opened. It's open. Yeah, okay. So what are some thoughts here with, with this thing? Because obviously the whole talk when AEW started was like, look, they're, they're not tied with it, New Japan. Mm. At all, there seems to be some some sort of underlying beef between the elite and New Japan, or so we thought. Um, pandemic hit the world. We no longer have uh, the, the president or former president of New Japan, Harold. He's gone. There seems to be some sort of motion with this door open, obviously with Kenta showing up, the Bullet Club being kind of brought into this show. Uh, what are some thoughts on this this open door? Because I, I, I hate to just go, oh, the open door, I can't wait to see. It's not going to yeah, work just I, like that. I, yeah, I think we'll have to kind of like wait to see how it is before we get our hopes up too high. Obviously, this was um, like this Moxley-Kenta match needs to happen at some point. So it's it's beneficial for both sides to do this, especially if you're going to try and draw eyes to New Japan Strong, which I can't imagine has great amount of viewership. You kind of do need to build it up a bit on Dynamite as well. Um, but I'm excited. I'm I'm really uh, into this. And obviously you open the, the door. Hopefully, you know, Kenta can be that gateway drug to true. to other things um to, so finally it's like it, you know it, obviously we all wish for bigger things and more relationships but even if it's just this i think this is pretty cool yeah look I, I, we don't want to like get ahead of ourselves but obviously wrestling fans love jumping to conclusions but yeah this is like a small step to some things i'm not saying instantly do crazy crossovers and stuff cuz no one really needs to see Toriano versus Kip Sabian. It's just not no. the dream match that I have in mind. But down the line, if there's some sort of an agreement, it only helps the wrestling business. Yeah, so for sure. it, it's definitely something that, that interests me. And uh, down the line, this just inevitably goes to what I call pro wrestling's endgame. Mm. And uh, we will get to see Kenny versus Coda in some way maybe, or some maybe. form. And then I'll watch that match, shed a tear, and then never watch wrestling again because there'll <laughs> never be anything as pure as that moment that happens. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, I lost my trail. Where was I going? I'm sorry. Just getting right. excited no, with just this so forbidden door. So excited. Oh no, I was going to say it's one of the things that maybe if we didn't have this pandemic, we might not go be going here. You right, know, the, yeah. the U.S. title thing in Japan would have been wrapped up a long time ago, and. Like Japan, like New Japan might be thriving a bit more than they are. Um, whereas now with all these empty arena things, um, especially with their kind of LA dojo stuff, it kind of needs a bit of a boost. So I wonder if if we didn't have this pandemic and both companies were just thriving, that door might still be closed. But I yeah. think with Impact AEW and New Japan right now, they kind of go... Look, we need each other. We can help each other out here. We can make everyone's business better. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing where where it would go. More so, like I, I know Kenta versus Moxley is a match that we're gonna see soon, and it sounds great. But I still want that Suzuki Moxley rematch. I think there's there's some juice to be absolutely drawn yeah. out of there for sure. There's definitely a few matches that make sense. Uh, I know Kenny Omega in the past. There's there seems to be some sort of bad blood with Switchblade here, but he literally says "brother Switchblade," mm. and uh, Switchblade has since tweeted hashtag brother Switchblade. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, there mean maybe they are going to be working together. Maybe it makes sense that they just all call themselves a Bullet Club and they do it 
together. Because on BTE this week, it was the Bucks right right in the beginning. We were like, we're never working with those losers. And yeah. then, of course, this week is when it happens. The door opens. I can't see New Japan being quite as petty as WWE when it comes to using certain names yeah. and things. And again, I think it just it helps each other out, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm interested in seeing where this going. There's so many different avenues. There's so many different things that help you promote different things, crossover dream matches, if you will, and, and stuff. It only makes things better. And I'm interested in seeing where it goes. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, this is on the free feed now. This used to be a show we gave to our patrons. Yeah. And as an incentive for our patrons as well, we are starting to take phone calls or at least oh. attempting to because okay. we haven't really done this much so uh if you are a patron we we post out the the zoom link we go live 1 p.m on thursdays with bd elite and this is just kind of an open chat at this point to talk about your thoughts on aw if you have any more thoughts from nxt the night before or just kind of anything you want to get off your chest or or ask the BDE. And we're actually going first to one of our world champion patrons who we'll be talking to later this week with our Robin Hood Men in Tights review. Ah. Um, so I'm going to go to John Taylor. Uh, John, if you'd like to unmute yourself, please. And uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on AEW this week? My expectations were already pretty low on it, but it couldn't even meet my already low expectations. And I think the the issue that really bugged me about it was they really had a chance to rehab Miro because what they could have done is they could have made it to where Miro basically turns on Kip, trashes the wedding set, basically no no sells it, and then ends it with, you know, I, I hate weddings. And, you know, you emerge the badass Miro that we do see at some point. But honestly, the whole thing was a mess. Um the what is love part was actually legitimately funny, but it wasn't, you know, a quote scripted part of the wedding. It's kind of a uh, uh, organic moment. I bet you it was scripted. Okay. I bet you they, they it, so? there's no real crowd. There's no real crowd. So of course they're going to go, Hey, I'm going to make this joke that says, what is love pause. And then everyone's going to do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, a, it, was, it was fun. It's, yeah, funny. it's, 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 it's hard to tell yeah. without that live crowd, but when you've got, yeah, you're just your roster ringside yeah. and, it seemed like Miro pushed it a little bit, but it was a cute cool. moment. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, good point. I didn't think about it that way, but you're right, especially because it's you know, the gun club kind of in the in the crowd. But that was the main thing. And then a non-AAW related question, um, and I apologize if you talked about this on uh, Up Next, but um, just your thoughts on the Lars Sullivan thing, especially the uh, mm. comments that Fightful got from him where he talked about how he kind of appreciated that you know, WWE kind of kept it under wraps. Um, you know, his even though there's a lot of controversy with him, a lot of it had to do with his anxiety, his inability to. Well, I'm not going to make a pun about inability to perform, but you know, just his his inability really to handle the pressure. Um, and just your thoughts about the whole situation. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy hadn't been on TV for a long time. We we've done up next talking about NXT specifically for a few years now. And he's been big part of that. We, we call them five-star Lars. <laughs> he's in a five-star ladder match at that one takeover and he had the five-star slam, but uh, then his, his history kind of with the, the forums and stuff, some things leaked out and obviously that rubbed people the wrong way. And then he was taken off TV. It was like hot, so hot and cold, hot and cold. I, I just didn't, I, I, I thought this would have happened a lot sooner. 
than it has now. Yeah, I mean, I think I like to think people can change to start with. Like, and it it seems he's he's done a lot of things over the years that are very very questionable with comments and things like that. And I hope moving forward, this is something that he can overcome and become a better person. But also for for the guy's mental health, it, it seems better that maybe he isn't in the company. They've they tried a few times on the main roster, and as you said, it um, the kind of stress and anxiety got to him, and that's awful. Like I I've had moments when I felt like stressed and anxious, and it's it's not nice. And then having that amplified, knowing that you're performing in front of millions as well, um, I, I do kind of feel for him and and oh, think yeah. for for his. For his own mental health, it's probably a, a good thing that he's been let go, and I, I hope he become he can kind of get over that and and move forwards, and just also hopefully is a a bit of a better human being now than he was a few years ago. Because people go through anxiety, and and like you mentioned, like everyone kind of goes through that and stuff. But to have it like under a microscope and stuff, it's gotta make that so and much then, harder. Like the the kind of porn that was found right, as right, well, yeah. and like a a and w. A and W, like that's that that can't be easy. Knowing right. that's out, like knowing that's out there, knowing you're in the public figure. Um, we've heard comments from like Paige when her leak yeah. came out, and how how serious it can affect uh, mental health. So I can't say I'm surprised he's gone. And it seems I I wasn't aware of his comments, but it seems like from what you were saying, he's he's happy with how it was dealt with, and that WWE dealt with it quite respectfully with him uh with this release but i hope you find some peace yeah what are your Sorry. thoughts john oh, oh sorry i had john. muted myself it's <laughs> um, okay it, it's interesting because um you know reading a lot of the comments online when he got released um you know obviously there's uh, because of his history you know um overall comments are were fairly on the mean side and you know a lot of people are glad he was gone hmm. and um and then uh, when I think it was Sean Ross Sapp that actually reached out to him and got the comments from him, um, his comments seemed very, and I don't know if it was just like political in nature where, um, but very thankful. He also said he was, um, you know, kind of aware of, of how his perception was. And he, he says that, you know, he was, he feels like he's not that person anymore. Um, and so, especially with the, as someone like, to be honest, like for me, even something like this calling in to you guys is, is quite anxious for me. Um, and so I can't imagine having to, you know, go out and, and be on TV and uh, perform that way with someone who struggles with it. And I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with because of his history and because of a lot of the things he said and the way he was, and he knew that came to light. I, I think that might have amplified it, but I, I don't wish that kind of stress or that kind of anxiety on anyone, regardless of, of what kind of person they might oh, yeah. have been uh, compared to what they are now. So I think I came away kind of my perspective, perspective on him changed a little bit. Uh, right. doesn't excuse anything he, he said or done, or it you know, doesn't mean that he, he might be a, a better person now. It's not my place to say, yeah. but I do think that I came away maybe being a little less on the jumping piling on bandwagon of, Oh, thank God he's gone. But you know, once again, it could have been calculated for all I know. 
For sure. Yeah. For the rest of his life, he'll tell people he was in a five-star match. He was. He was indeed. Never forget. Well, thank you, John. Thank we'll, you, John. we'll talk to you a little later. And Little John. Little John. <laughs> We're going to go now to our Up Next Rumble winner, world champion patron, Chris Elliott. Oh. Chris, if you want to unmute yourself, please. Not... Hello. How, how are you doing? doing? Not too bad. What well, What are your thoughts today? Uh, AEW comments, NXT? What, what would you like to talk um, about? Both. I, I the last couple of weeks I've started trying to watch both at the same time, where I'll have NXT on my TV and AEW on my phone. Right. Um, oh, you're one of those, Chris. Yeah, I, already, those. I think I already thought less of you because you're my opponent at WrestleMania, <laughs> but now I, I think a little more less of you. <laughs> um, and I found myself in terms of match. In terms of like the matches, apart from the main event, I found myself more drawn to NXT last night. Okay. Um, and I would wedding, of course, drew me in just to see how batshit crazy it was going to be, and of course it wasn't. But for the best of the show, it was it was uh, NXT for me was the better show last night. I, I I agree with you. I think for a few weeks in a row now, NXT has been the better show, but I do think AEW had the the better match. I will say though, even though that wedding was terrible, weddings clearly draw. Like we we don't we've been quite open on the show. We're not fans of Kip Sabian or Miro, but still going into this, there was that intrigue of the wedding. And I think whenever a wrestling promotion promotes a wedding, people are still gonna tune in, even if they've been burned so many times. I think it is a a kind of tool you can use to kind of bump a rating a bit. Um, you, you said you were doing it dual screen. What what went up against the wedding? I can't remember. That's the thing. I I was I was that drawn into it. I can't I can't remember what was going on on NXT at that point. You were so drawn into the wedding. So drawn <laughs> into the wedding. I, I preferred NXT last night yeah. as well, but I will say that the main event of AEW was my match of the night. As as I weird as that sounds, 100%. so I. I, I I enjoyed both shows, but I thought NXT was the, the, you know, Edge was on last night and he said NXT focuses on the wrestling, the second W. It's it's true. NXT definitely has been in that wrestling gear mm. lately, which I, I that's the reason I it's love their strength. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason I love NXT so much. So I thought they put on a better show last night as well. Any final thoughts, Chris? Um, just finally on the, the open door now, um, where it, I, I've read what Dave Meltzer had said, um, apparently New Japan were looking to try, they were wanting to talk to Tony Khan specifically, but they'd sent Chris Harrington over to talk to them and that was apparently the stumbling block. Um, but now that it, it was desperation to get on to, get Moxley sorted and get the, that title match done. And what uh, Meltzer said, that seems to be the, Draw that's broke the camel's back and has enabled the, the opening of this relationship. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Why not? It does. It's beneficial for both for yeah. everyone involved in Moxley in the U.S. title and stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. We'll chat to you no soon. Take care. Bye. Uh, right. Any other calls? No, that's, that's it, it for this week. Yeah, well, hey, thanks. We'll we'll continue to try to do these uh, calls that when they come through here on, on this Thursday show, because why not? So if you're a patron and you want to get some comments on the, the show, join us next week. 
Uh, I see already in the Twitch chat, some people are like, ooh, now that this is a thing, I'll definitely call in next week. So definitely look forward to hearing your thoughts on some of the stuff in the pro wrestling world. That was AEW Dynamite from February 3rd. The beach break is over. The wedding is over. I think we both said we enjoyed NXT a little bit yep. more last night. Um, but uh, still had some 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 fun stuff on this show. But uh, they've they've had some better shows. Yeah, middle yeah. of the road for me. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening and supporting us. Um, you can listen to all the shows, our Impact reviews, our NXT reviews, our Dynamite reviews, and patreon.com slash up next for $5 a month, North American tier. Uh, our February schedule is looking lit. And for five bucks, you get everything we're going to be putting out this month, including everything in the back catalog that we've done, hundreds of shows, so many podcasts, all at your... Uh, exposure at your leisure leisure that's the saying yeah so go help us out there and go check us out and we appreciate you go follow us twitter and instagram at up next podcast is where we post everything that we're doing whether it's twitch streams or posting podcasts all that stuff we appreciate you listening and checking us out and again every wednesday night nxt every thursday dynamite so all the podcasts all the wrestling thank you for listening take care goodbye be safe and the forbidden door is open. Ahoy! getting stranded with a bad battery our professional parts people at o'reilly auto parts will test your battery for free if your battery does need to be replaced we'll help you find the best battery for your vehicle and your budget don't wait until your battery is dead get it tested for free today at your local o'reilly auto parts store oh 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 o'reilly auto parts Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.